Oh my gosh, I'm adopting a puppy right now. But I realize what's at home. Oh no, I have nothing. Well, except unconditional love. But yeah, no crate, no pee-pee pads, no dental chews for his little puppy teeth. Before I doubt myself as a new parent, I just get Instacart to deliver everything from PetSmart. Easy, just like raising a puppy is going to be, right? Get Pet Essentials from PetSmart with Instacart. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Recorded live. Hello? Hi there. Hi, how are you? Uh, mixed, basically. <laughs> you're, you're what? I'm mixed. Um, Aw, what's, what's up? Tell me more. Well, um, my emotional update is that, um, you know, there there's basic uh, patterns with my uh, co- ownership group that kind of just um, put to rest, but they weren't really solved. And um, so for the last four or five months, things have been kind of uh, dormant, and we put on a good face and we go forward, which is what we did. And then um, we have a, a member who quit last uh, last November that, um, you know, when all this thing exploded. And um, so... In the process, um, we we need to buy out his share, and um, so uh, you know, at, at one point, you know, two of my members, you know, after I talked with them, I got some activation, and I did write an email that was too um, harsh, but it was basically me kind of reaching DefCon five, and um, I, I think what I did is like people that kind of know they need to do divorce, the emotion explode and say, this, these things have to be changed. And you're, it's my, my fantasy if all those things got changed and maybe things could you know, survive. And mm-hmm. of course, that, that didn't work. In fact, they did more of the same. And so that's why I tendered my resignation. And then you heard all that. So all that went dormant until a little, the last week a little bit, because then um, we had, um, I, I was in charge of the ba- all the banking to get the re- refinance for um, our thing, and, and that went successfully, um, except that we had that horrible appraisal mm-hmm. that, that threw us all for a loop, um, where our member, um, who thought he would be getting a check for about $20,000 from a tent to give us a check for $1,500 um, oh. uh, from a technical point of view. And we all know that that figure wasn't was accurate. The bank knew it wasn't accurate, and but from a technical point of view, um, that's what our LLC says. You know, was the basis basically. Mm-hmm. So we we all met and talked, and 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 the spirit of what we were saying, we were in um, harmony about that. That we were going to find a more equitable um, number. Mm-hmm. Somebody other than myself was going to, you know, check with the. Uh, Attorney and an, an accountant to explore different things, uh, but then uh, the one guy um, you know, mentioned that he 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 was you know going to come up with some figure, and so in essence, you know, we all had the same intention. But then I know this one partner tends to go you know into a place of um, of uh, going maybe more uh, protective of income, perhaps is a nice way to word it, and. Um, 
And so I, after talking, and, and then the, no one wanted, wanted to talk to Mark, and the person who was assigned to talk to Mark wasn't doing her job, and he asked for somebody else. And and again, it was almost like uh, illusion was tempting me, you know, please go back in this, in, in, in this situation and um, create a problem again. So I did, and so he, he he had asked me, you know, you know that if I could, um, you know, email him some more stuff because I tell the truth and I am pretty clear about things. And so I, you know, uh, as some updates occurred, I sent him emails, and um, and then apparently I was on vacation. I didn't have new information. Technically, it wasn't my job to be the coordinator, but you know, I in by default, I guess I was. And um, and so then he wrote this email that's really involved and, you know, almost like a lawyer um, prepared for a fight type thing, which freaks out our group. Um, mm-hmm. um, and so they start going into super protection mode a little bit. And But, but he's been our friend for 20 years. It's not like he's an enemy. And so, um, you know, I said I'll talk with them, but I, I, I said I'd email them and that we had to have an answer when we met. And so we, we 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 kind of in spirit, you know, decided we'd do some things, you know, and and that we we would take the basis on what the city appraised it, mm-hmm. but it was math, and so instead of, you know, so we were thinking about giving them seven to ten thousand bucks. We were talking about, um, mm-hmm. and um, but it was based on that. So after talking with them, you know, things calmed down. I made some points with him. I emailed back like I was supposed to, pretty neutral. I did that fine. But then I kind of thought, and and again, I was like, you know, it was a Thursday like, you know, today, and I just wanted to get over with and have my feelings on uh, email and about this long-term thing. And I sent an email out, which was the same problem that I've done before, where I, I just, in my mind, I'm sharing my concerns, my points of view, my fears, and um, I'm sure I say something where my emotions drip into my fears, you know, or they're super sensitive to it. And so I was you know, basically saying that we need to be fair with him and not lowball him. Um, and if we had agreed on paying him the assessment, and even though it was bad math, you know, the, the consciousness of assessment means that if we find out it's 8000 but now we really find out it's 18 then we should just pay him the 18 because that would be a basis that we do for everyone else. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, in, in my imperfect way, wrote that. But I kind of oh. down deep knew that there'd be this huge reaction shortly afterwards. Um, I got a meditation the next day. I, I reread it right before um, you know, I spoke with you. And it was like they knew what was going to happen, and they just said, okay, you get it off your chest and do it. And they talked about this morning about how, you know, it's just another polite reminder that um, I need to leave there. Um, I, you know, kind of put my foot in the trap. It's the same thing that scapegoats do when there's dysfunctional issues that people don't talk about, and the scapegoat says it out loud, and then they want to kill the scapegoat. And and that's what I've done consistently. Um, with them, and uh, so then I had this with the staff meeting scheduled, and and apparently it had been canceled except one partner who can be very volatile, and myself, and, and then so for two hours her and I talked, and she just went off of me like an hour, and I know her so so well, you know, it was, but it was just like almost um, like a mere copy of my mother in a borderline rage, just accusing me of things and not giving me even a breath, and I, I felt that I had to 
deal with an infant um, screaming at me because I, what she believed I thought what was saying, you know. And, um, and, and, and then at some point I said, if you, if you, if you continue this, I'm going to leave the room. Um, and, um, and I said, let's meditate. And she knows that I'm deep on a spiritual path and I've done major healings with her. You know, mm-hmm. and, 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 and she, she, she agreed. Um, and, and then actually I said, will you be willing to hear my point of view? You know, not what you assume is what I'm going, we actually hear my intention. You know, and then at some point she could hear what I was saying, and 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 then you know peace, you know, kind of, kind of happened, and um, and then she had admitted that you know part of it was that she was grieving that we used to be friends, and that I had just you know uh, through this whole process, you know, I've just gotten cold, you know, basically we all have, and that mm-hmm. our around the clinic, you know, is basically dead, and probably can't be risen again, and I agreed with her actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and I said that's what what I learned in this whole pro- process, you know, was that um, you know there's you know this analogy of the apple that man, many of you have wonderful wonderful parts of your apple that I really deeply appreciate, and there's some other parts that I've I've found here that um, I I I really do know when I'm really logical that they're there, and I just jump in and I you know you know rediscover them and. So you know it's just kind of, you know i i her and I are kind of in a homeostatic spot, but um I'm just reeling from the fact that I have no patience for that type of rage explosion and and because in essence, I was just afraid um that we would um take this position, and as I understand my my simplistic view of of uh, this this uh, buyout process because it's kind of whatever we do with him we do with the rest of us that the way that the businesses and some of the lawyers look at these things that the survival of the um, business is more important so what ends up happening is um, this building could be worth um, you know right now it's assessed at five hundred and thirty-eight thousand we put a hundred thousand dollars worth of repairs into this thing mm-hmm. and um, and basically. We probably will be offering each of us about twelve thousand bucks to buy out. Now, what my what my point was, well, the way this system works is whoever is the last man in standing gets a half a million dollar house, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. for basically free. I still am not convinced that that isn't remotely true. Now, I understand that there's mortgages and it won't be half a million, but it, you know, but at least the person will get two, three, four, five, five times more than the rest of us. And I was thinking of a plan where. People aren't reinforced, you know, just to um, have the last person get a huge chunk of everything. And um, so we'll see. I have to just put that all away, and um, and then I'll. I anticipate that there'll be a series of uh, people upset with me on because that's what because they kind of group up like lemmings, and um, and and so they don't. You know, the, so that's what I fear, basically. So that's my update about that. Uh, uh, well, back into precisely what we were going, what you were going through when we were trying to wrap up the book and get to that whole incorruptible invincibility yeah, kind yeah, of thing. And yeah, it, it, you know, and that's really interesting because I mean, it's like you know, me going back through this, it's like I'm paralleling that journey, and it's it's like the thing that we were dealing with on a personal level while going through that section of the book were invited to go through 
one more time just to, um, you know, see if our perspective has changed, see if anything in this situation we would deal with slightly differently, and to still take another uh, opportunity to review our own vulnerabilities. Yeah, which right. Is, I... Which is, you know, it's, it's not for sissies, is it? Right. Uh, this book isn't. Uh, the process isn't. And um, and I think what you're saying is exactly how I experience it. And I think that going into this material, it's almost as if, and this is how I actually been thinking about this weekend. You know, is the the I, I have a degree of angst, but it isn't you know overwhelming like it was before. Um, and um, I meditated a lot last night. And um, you know, it's taken me a while to kind of just sort of recover. But but the challenge is just to um, use the angst to be brilliant as I write about it um, and sensitive around um, mm-hmm. uh, the process, um, and then it adds to the book, basically. Yeah, yeah, it's like, you know, how can you write a love song unless you are able to tap into that feeling of what it's like when you first fall in love, you know, and uh, that that whole that whole thing that happens to you, and how can you write a song about a tragic breakup without going through all the things that you go through? And it's like that's what this book has given us. It's like you know the whole thing with the uh, um, with the throw the ball back and forth this last week. You know my my latest <laughs> my latest thing. You know. I've just got to choose not to throw the ball back. And how do I choose not to throw the ball back when dealing with um, with with this instance? And, you know, because it's like all sorts of things are, are going on when you're in it. And um, But yet at the same time, it's the perfect environment to write about that because I really got to understand another level of that point of don't throw the ball back. Because it's like, you know, you don't throw the ball back, but you still have to engage. That's the tricky part. Right, and 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 they've got maybe ten more balls that they want to keep on throwing at you, and you have to kind of dodge them. I I, I totally get it. Yeah, yeah. So I got that, and then you know the thing the thing with my dad and empathy, and then yeah, and really that. understanding that, and then uh, taking full charge of his healing after that. Instead of, because dad's tendency is to nurture those around him rather than to to take care of himself, you know, because he's like that selfless person, you know, know, there's all sorts of, all sorts of things going around, but he got to a point where he's actually angry with, um, with a gastroenterologist or however you say that word, a gastroenterologist that he's working with because it's been this way for three years and he didn't do anything about it three years ago. And now that there's finally pain associated with it because dad has a super high tolerance for pain. Um, you know, he wants to do something with it and then he screws, him, screws up his diabetes at the same time because he didn't pay enough attention to how... Um, how the steroid that they're giving him affects his, his sugar, his blood sugar. Yeah, you, wacky, you, you, wacky. That well, five hundred. It was up to five hundred. And you I know, have, in your blood, yeah. <laughs> I, I have found that um, 
there is a tremendous void in the education of physicians in that they don't treat, um, tr- uh, teach them uh, to uh, think seriously about nu- nutrition. And so a lot of them have a void of their education. They don't even think of those things. Um, mm-hmm. And so the fact that you put that all together is huge. But what it boils down to in the bigger picture is, you know, that we need to be in charge of our own health. And, and, and not to be a lemming and just assume that every person who is supposed to be our guru um, knows exactly what they're doing and that we have to listen to what's going on inside and to mm-hmm. pay attention like apparently you helped them do. And the one thing I'd, I would add is when, when, I, when I start to really connect to an empathic person and they start to really see that they are, um, I always talk about how... This is the path of actually a more advanced spiritual being, that you aren't anywhere near as screwed up as you think you are, but this is what the type of task that you're trying to accomplish, and that re- really this is an amazing thing, and you've got this amazing heart. And I, I find absolutely universally how people start to, it just puts this clink in this thinking that they've had their whole life. And maybe you did that with your dad you know, where where you basically um, give him a totally another perspective of what's going on, and maybe he chose then to give that loving nature that he gives to others to just start to include himself, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. It, it, it was really, it was really, you know, just, I mean, I, I, uh, it's like for the whole, sorry, sorry, there's a bark going on here. Toby, Toby, please. Come here. Um, I will never be able to have a more intimate conversation with my father than I did those nights. That is the apex of that kind of conversation with my dad. And so, you know, talk about a treasure. It was it was an amazing treasure. And then, you know, because it's like I, I didn't really like put it to get totally together in my head. But when he when he took over his first church in the in the city where I was born up in Tennessee, he was 19. He was 19 years old. And then within three years, it tanked him physically completely. Yeah. And daddy, I mean... and daddy did have that whole thing of I. I was called by God to do this. I mean, he really, you know, did have that. Well, you know? well, from your point of view and perhaps his, does he believe that he has these empathic traits? Yeah, he does. He he was he was buying into that. You know, never really put it together that way. You know, um, but it was like you know we we're looking at it. He's he's coming full circle right now, and this was the source of that of that thing that happened to him when he was 19 and his gut started going wacko. And here it's been under, under wraps for, you know, he's, he's, he turned 74 this week. So it's been mm-hmm. under wraps for all those years, 55 years. And now he's on the other side of it and he's being given one more opportunity to deal with it in a different way and to, you know, master that whole that whole thing. I mean, that's what we were talking about. So it was, it was really quite fascinating. Really quite well, fascinating, isn't it? I'm so very, very wonderful that that this has been helpful, um, you know, to to your dad and 
And, you know, I really believe that's the mission of this book is to try to get that information to more people. I think so, too. And, um, you know, it's like, it, and it's not something, I mean, that's why, you know, in the in the very end, you know, I was writing about how it, this book is is complex and it is deep. And it's not designed to be, you know, something that you just sit down and you read one time and you actually get it. That's why when I'm going back through the conclusions, um, the synopsis and the final chapter, I'm pointing them back to a key paragraph so they get an opportunity to be able to read that one more time. Yeah, and you know, act- after they've come, after they've, you know, gotten all that knowledge, or at least been exposed to it, then they can look at that with fresh eyes. Yeah, I. Uh, I absolutely agree with you, and and that was my instinct at the beginning. You know, when I first started that uh, piece at the end, and I put mm-hmm. it there to you know consider. And so um, I'm in total agreement about that. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. So that's coming along, and um, what I've been doing as I do the conclusions is I go back and I proofread what I've done in the first chapters, and then I'm taking out of those first chapters these different key points that are in that section that leads into the form. And I'm just peppering those words right there and just making sure that we have them in those different sections. And then um, when you were writing that point about, um, you know, double check the illusion thing and check in with your sources and make sure that it's okay. It was like, okay, I know, I know what section that is. So I sent that over to you yesterday knowing full well that the likelihood you'd have a chance to take a look at it before we talked today was very was very low. Well, actually, I, I did look at it, at it uh, for about um, 20 minutes and, and began to uh, press it. I, I, the, the meditation I got this uh, morning from my guys is that um, basically that the foundation of what you have is good and that I'll be doing more of um, grammar. And although when when I read things, there there's little ways that I would word that. So my instinct is to just work off what you're doing and do uh, my own version of how I would word, you know, the stuff in the first major paragraph. It seems like the other paragraphs are are, are ways that you've integrated what already was written. Um, mm-hmm. And and I see the first part is your attempt to do that, and I, I had some instincts to polish it up, but it isn't like um, uh, huge alarms, which is what they told me what was going to happen. Actually, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Okay, and see that's exactly what I felt was going to happen too. That I would, you know, I've taken what you've done, and then I've merged it with the greater body of the of the book, and yeah. then. I've used my ability to language things and that you would come in and it would either have conversations about, okay, let's get to this next level on how we understand this to be and then we we take it up one more notch or you just make sure that the language is something that you would say so it seems familiar when you're talking about these concepts when you're in public. You're right, right. So I I, I see that as something that... um you know, I will uh, complete my version this weekend and uh-huh. send it back to you. Well, um, did you get that one section that I sent to you that had um, 
the uh, the illusions part where I got the hit about this is this is what you need to check into. Uh, you know, actually, I, I was pulling up um, different things that you've sent sent me to have them all at my fingertip. Um, I know I got it. I, I realize now I didn't uh, put that one on my fingertip. I have to dig it out. Um, you know, I, I think I think you had something about uh, playing soccer with their head, which is a new concept to me. Uh, but I saw it in red. Um, yeah. And um, oh yeah, here 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 it is the. Familial love template. Is that what you're saying? It's in there. I I think I think that's what it's in. Let me look. Actually, um, I, I I can see the red and the um, piece in there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, well, I I was put in there because what what I was tapping into, and I was like, okay, so this is what I really want you to double check is, you know, you've got this whole concept in there about how people who have this this rage thing going on that sometimes they're so disconnected from their own emotions that when they witness the pain or the suffering of someone else, they get this release right. from that, right? So I, I put in this, this thing because what it was downloading to me is uh, the Romans had these horrible gladiator games. Somebody was going to die. Right. The Mayans, the Mayans had, had a game too where they would cut off people's heads and, and – the whole community would watch as they played soccer with those heads. But yet we look at the Mayans as this really civilized culture, but yet they did that too. And then I was thinking about in the, in the 17, 1800s, in the, in the Wild West, when uh, someone was found guilty and there was going to be a hanging, everybody put on their Sunday best to go watch the hanging. Why, do, why did that happen? And, you know, was it a way of controlling people to give them yeah. that that all, that relief from their internal oh, rage? All of the above. Um, you, you know, I, I I really had never heard that said to me by anyone else. And then when I started to sense it, I started, you know, telling my clients about it. And mm-hmm. what I find interesting is to a person... I watch them just get pensive and 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 kind of like it, you know just says you know that feels totally accurate. <laughs> I mean they almost end up the same thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and so I I posted in there as questions. You know why did why did people want to watch? Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll take a look at each of these things this uh, we we weekend. I I I think that. The the recent stuff with my work isn't the end end of the world, but uh, what it has done in a positive way is rededicated myself to, you know, make sure I get this done as quick as I can, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, because I, I I I'm starting to count the weeks before I go on vacation, you know, and and I'm like, my God, you know, um, mm-hmm. uh, do I have to even time to get all these my pieces done, you know, and we have agreement that the book is done for the end of next month. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm tooling away here too. And, um, you know, I've got, I've got, you know, really I'm down to the, to the end of it where, you know, I'm going back through and I'm double checking what I put in there and then I'm coming back through one more level and, and creating that conclusion and I'm all the way to love. You know, 
I uh, made it through the, because the, there's something that happens to you when you go through the illusion part where you get stuck there for a little bit, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, because uh, that's just the way that we're hardwired. So it shouldn't be, I mean, you know, it shouldn't be very much longer for me to be done with that. But I, but although I've given up giving dates to you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I try to... Uh, give dates to people who ask when that book's going to get get done. And I, I and at first I'm saying, oh yeah, I'll be fall. And now I'm starting to wonder, I wonder if it'll be done by fall. You know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. And then I I uh, talked with Joanne Deck because I was telling her that um, what I wanted for you is to take this into your uh, your community with your peers and. You know, that's what she's done for a couple of our people. She's done this for, for Paul uh, Chapel into the, the whole Peace World thing. And she's done it for Claire Connor to go into the more professional political association. And so we've got, and we've got another woman that we're working with that's doing mentoring things. And so she's going into the university circuit and speaking about her material. And uh, she wants to connect with you in September and start to work with you on what would your presentations be in these different venues because they book like a year out. I and see. So, so what she's wanting to do is get some of that information from you so that uh, she can start to build uh, what, what's called a one sheet that she would use to send out to different venues to offer you uh, to come into those venues and speak about what you know. Okay. Well, um, I uh, have always known that this is uh, there, and um, I will do it. Um, you know, I, I, I get it into my, oh, my God, i got to get the book done, and then the, then the poems, and, and this as well. And But I'll do the best I can. Um, I have um, nothing planned, really, um, until Greece. So I'll have four days each week. I, I typically though I have clients, you know, back to back Monday through Wednesdays. Um, but those other four mm-hmm. days, I'm free though. Yeah. Well, Joanne even work. Joanne works with a lot of people uh, late into the evening. She's on a very odd schedule. Um, she takes full time care of her husband, and he's um, you know, he's had he's had some issues uh, with mental stability interestingly enough, which is why they moved to Connecticut because he uh, he went into a catatonic state and uh, she refused to put him in an institution. So he has these weird weird things where he wants uh, breakfast at, at 1 o'clock in the morning and God bless her, she gets up and fixes it for him. So she works her schedule around when he's able to be um, present. Wow. Well, then it may have been interesting hearing... Uh from me last week that people that are in catatonic states can benefit from ECT. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Interesting, huh? Yeah. I, I mean, uh, you know, that's a very, you know, if there isn't an organic organic reason, that's a very, very, very primitive um, psychological defense. You know, you're, you're basically are so frightened of the world or putting your foot forward into whatever it is that you just mm-hmm. stop um, mm-hmm. and don't go there. And then 
you know, it's like the rust develops, you know, in every part of your life until you become frozen, like the Tin Man. Yeah, yeah, and that's what he did. His He came back to life during the World Series a couple of years ago. <laughs> he actually started talking again because he wanted to talk about baseball, and that just, like, opened the door. And so, you know, she built her life around working with people and being with him and being flexible about her own schedule and sleep patterns and everything else to make sure that he's taken care of. That's a form of love, huh? Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah, it is. I mean, it, it always gets into a, a balance piece, though, um, mm-hmm. you know, about how much do you just um, accommodate or or do you listen to people like me and say, you know, you could try, you know, a drug or you could go you know, actually into a psychiatric hospital, get an ECT, I mean, I saw that, that woman within two weeks, you know, start talking like a magpie. I mean, it was the most amazing thing in the world. Wow. Wow. Well, we'll and, see what she opens up to talk with you about. Yeah. She's, yeah, very, right. I, she's very private. Very I private. will it's not a, it's a, mention anything yeah. about this. Yeah. 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 So, okay. So mythology, fairy tales, and let's talk about Hansel and Gretel for just a minute. Okay? Yes. All right. Um, so I went back and, and was like looking at the at the. Um, I found the oldest version of the story that I could find in the Brothers Grimm book, and I found a couple of things in there. I'm gonna I'm gonna change. And I just found those things this morning, and uh, actually the stepmother gave Hansel and Gretel pieces of bread both days. That was like their portion for the day. So he didn't take it. He didn't sneak it like I, I thought. So um, I'm going to change that. Well, you know, uh, it depends what version that you read. Uh, because I obviously um, read the version, you know, on the Internet that said that he took some bread. Um, um, well, I thought, we could, I, I thought we could get past that by putting a link to the, to the original oh, oh. version. I yeah, use yeah, Google. And, I use Google Scholar, and I got a a, a book that's the original translation because actually the Brothers Grimm were first published in German. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. And, well, I mean, I, I what what I'm happy about is you agreed with me to take all 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 of the judgments that you put in there out, um, uh, and and so mm-hmm. this allows us to even have a judgment about the stepmother not be so strong as well too. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'll change that. And also in the original stories, it's a duck that helps them, not a swan. Okay, that, it doesn't make any difference. Isn't that fascinating? <laughs> well, you know, and, you know, it it's the same thing with the uh, Percival and the Fisher King and the and the, and the, and the Knights of uh, King Arthur and the Round Table. I mean, that, that, those poems were around for hundreds of years, and then people would just redo versions and then kind of artistic, you know, flavor, just add a little piece to it, you know, and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, got, I, to- I totally get there that there's other versions out there. Yeah. And so then I was looking at the bullet points that we have. Right. And when I was reading the version of the story that I saw today, uh, it seemed in that version that Hansel had an amazing connection to God already uh, because he is, he is comforting Gretel when they first overhear the stepmother's plan that God will not forsake them is what he tells 
tells Gretel, don't worry because God will not forsake us. And there's another place in the story where he says God will lead us. You know, this poses an interesting question because probably no one of our, none of our reader readers read the original version. And so then we'll, we would be quoting a version that they hadn't read. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just a reflection. I'm not sure. I'll listen to where you want to go with that, though. Yeah, I think that my point is if we, if we give them the link to the original version and they read it if they would like to, I don't think we need any bullet points at all is what I was coming to this morning. And so we just take out the bullet points. So, uh, and then we start after we go through the synopsis, deciding what actions to take, taking the life of another to protect one's life and security is complicated. Because then we go into this whole mindfulness thing. But what we're not doing by taking away the bullets is giving them a, a um, re- another repatterned story of what it would look like if they did that. Because now I'm looking at it and I'm going, you know what? Hansel may have been the most mindful kid in Germany. <laughs> you know, with with everything, because he was always proactive. This is going to occur, and this is how I'm going to react to it. This is going to occur, and this is how I'm going to react to it. And Gretel's a little bit scattered. You know, she's she's the more frightened of the two siblings. And she's happy to follow Hansel's lead, and she trusts her brother very much. So I, I think that actually there's a lot of good mindfulness examples in there, but leaving the reader with those questions about, you know, what are those things, what's your opinion and what do those things mean to you? Here, let, let me reflect for a minute. Um, I'll be right with you. You know, I probably need more time. Uh, here, here's the um, maybe what, what I, I need to do is to explain um, my process here. Mm-hmm. Um, Buddha hasn't come to me very often, um, and um, so there was about a week or two where he was going over. Um, Hansel and Greg Gretel, I found it profound, you know, how he was... and But then he began to describe, as you've seen how I've rewritten, so all of his main points about um, how mindfulness, you know, was demonstrated in this situation are, like, directly from him um, and, and and me trying to adjust with, with that. And, and, and so when I hear you want to take all those points out or just assume that people can pick up on the main story... Um, I, I struggle with the fact that, well, maybe there's some good pieces here. And, and the challenge ends up being, like, well, people can glean that, and, and maybe there's uh, some pieces afterwards when I talk about mind, mindfulness. But then, if you know, I, I'm kind of drawn by not wanting to just rip out 
this all this cool information and just assumed that because Hansel believed in God that that's how it, it all works. You know, at times it's like I think you know maybe you know, you, you know having um, the story, but then there's an interpretation where you explain a couple things. Um, and um, I, I think I, you know as opposed to that they get it the first time. So the 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 part that I'm a little bit concerned about is whether or not some of those points just get lost or as long as they're in there somewhere, but just sort of ripping out the whole uh, concept that I've had for for years. I mean, I've had this concept for years and I've had clients just really love it and they love to read afterwards and stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. It it feels like, um, you know, I'm open to change, but, but I get concerned about that. Well, the thing, the thing that really, uh, troubles me is that I'm realizing after reading this original version that it could be arguable that Hansel is a great example of practicing mindfulness. You know, we've got this lead in. If Hansel and Gretel practiced mindfulness, they would have approached the ordeal in the following way, which makes the assumption that they did not practice mindfulness. No, no. I, I, I'm actually hearing what you're saying. I'm open to um, making, uh, to asserting the point that um, you know that we we may have read different versions of 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 this um, story, and from the original, you know, uh, you know, we we can give you know what, how what the original actually says, um, and then maybe say that here's how he demonstrated mindfulness in this original story. That's yeah. fine. And, now, I, and, read, I read three different versions this morning. I'll send you the three links because one of them was uh, a, just a generalized one that's on the Internet. Another was from 1927 that was published by, I think, like HarperCollins or, or someone, someone uh, of that nature, um, a very reputable publisher. And there's one I found on Google Books that's uh, the first translation – from the German, see, of, see, all, I, of all the Brothers Grimm stories. I I like the idea that he was demo. You know, I have no problem shifting the um, uh, tone of how we present this to the tone that you're saying that 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 he was mindful. And then the one suggestion I would have is that we could reword these bullet points, or maybe even just make them into a paragraph where we just sort of emphasize, you know based on how how the story, how this kind of links to these points, where we just sort of underline the mindfulness. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, it, it can definitely be that, but I think some of the points are off when I look at the story that I saw. Um, so I want, you, I want you to play with that some when you get into this. And it's not something that I think that you have to do today. I mean, you may just come to it when you when you finish with it. But, you know, it could be that those are um, bled into the three subsequent paragraphs that come after the story before Pandora. And they may already be in there in some form. You may just want to ratchet them up a notch. Um, right. I, 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 don't, I don't think I have your current version of what you've done with Pandora um, and how this links in, in there. That would maybe help me see that they're already are said and I don't need to you know worry about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I used pretty much, I mean, I, I did very little changes to what you wrote about hand, about Pandora because you really nailed it. Well, good, good. Um, so let's summarize here. Um, so we're in agreement that we will, uh, that you will reference the original version, make the changes in there that reflect the original um, changes. Mm-hmm. And then looking at, um, you know, the pieces that feel that need to be underlined, and, and that may be bullets, it may be just a paragraph or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then look at what follows and look at Pandora so they're not redundant. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Um, and I'll send you these three links that I have so you can go ahead and read those stories. But I think what I'll do is, I'll leave those three links as a footnote after we do the synopsis of the story and uh, then put a note in there for the reader. Um, you know, note that there are countless numbers of translations of this classic story. When, we, when, uh, when writing this section, I referred to three different versions of it. Here are my versions. And then if there's any discrepancies in what the people remember, the stories that they've seen, they'll at least be exposed to the fact that you know that there's so many translations of the story. That's wonderful. And, and you know, I, I'm, I, I can kind of sense, you know, that some of the points that are in red here that I put, put in that you feel is off. And I may have exaggerated the point. I, I know these were points that... Um, were buried in there. I realized one of them you actually had in the par- you know have them buried in the par- paragraph after because I, I really wanted to make that point. I've got this in the meditation very in a very clear clear way uh, that I needed mm-hmm. to keep in there that um, that to protect yourself and if it means lethal protection to survive that that's part of mindfulness you know and yeah. the necessary activity of life um, and um, so I think that that's where I went into the acknowledge that betrayal and murder and mayhem you know and uh, that you need protective but I think you say that too so I'll go over with that and you know I think we may have agreement on this and then I'll create something and send it to you okay that's perfect and I'll send you these these three links yeah no I, I actually I'm very I'm actually very pleased with the um, fact that you found the original story and there's some built-in mindfulness and it makes it simpler, actually. Um, and it, it, yeah. it goes along with what we've done with the whole book is we're always trying to go to the very original. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that is good. Okay, so uh, so, we'll, so we'll move on with that. And then um, the other thing was the intro into the last chapter. Correct. And I'm, and I'm not sure sure where you are with that um yeah, well, I, know, yeah, I know there's been a lot going on this week uh actually um what i would like to hear from you is mm-hmm. your um your concept of focusing in on communication and having that be the main event at the begin- beginning yeah um the reason I want to focus on communication at the very beginning of this particular chapter is that 
you know, it's communication from our body. It's communication from our soul. It's communication with other people that come in subliminally. It's communication, you know, a barrage of communication. We've got the Internet communicating with us. We've got these social mores telling us this is what intellect is. This is what intelligence is. And this is what stupid people and morons do. So we got all this stuff going on, and I was when I when I was writing this, I was imagining back in in prehistoric times how um, you know clans worked and and tribes worked because I see unity in the tribe. Everyone had a responsibility and everyone had a role that was valuable. And I don't think that you know other than going for alpha female or alpha male, I don't think there was much disturbance in in that. Um, gratitude for different people having different roles. And I think it's like when you watch a pack of wolves after a buffalo, you know, they'll, they'll run that buffalo for 12, 14, sometimes even up to 24 hours as a group. And each member of that wolf pack knows what to do in order to take that buffalo down eventually. They've got to wear it out. They've got to put it in a place where it's cornered. They've got to, you know, get it so stressed out that eventually it surrenders to them. And so anyway, I was seeing this communication happening between the wolves that was coming um, very subliminally, but very clearly. And then I was imagining, you know, the whole empathy thing and Allison on the boat not understanding that this thing that had caused her such great grief in her life was was something that was actually a beautiful thing and can be used for a beautiful reason. So and then I was like, oh my God, you know, I was thinking about Babel. I didn't want the Bible in there, but I was thinking about Babel, you know, and the and the saying about Babel and confusing all the languages. And I looked at this thing and found out that there were seven thousand different living languages on planet Earth right now and I was like, no wonder we're so confused. You know, it would be different, you know, and we've lost something because that um, intrinsic, undescribable communication that occurred before we gave language to so many concepts vanished. Well, so that's, um, that's, what, that's where I was going to. You know, because you know, when you're, when you're in a therapy session with somebody, you're listening to what they're saying, but you're getting information on a lot of different levels from that person, aren't you? Of course. And and so so let me um try to uh take all the passion and all the thoughts that you just offered. And Can you sound I, passionate? Yes. <laughs> and um and what I wanna do is just walk beside you and I just wanna add a perspective with what you just said. Okay. Is that when people are aligned uh, with their behavior and their intellect, mm-hmm. which is what the um, wolves are doing, mm-hmm. um, is is that another way that that alignment occurs is with our heart and our emotion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the addition or the perspective that I want to add into this, not to take away from what you're saying, but mm-hmm. to add to, is that that core glue 
that discerns what is good intellect, what's dysfunctional intellect, what's crazy empathy or not. It's actually your heart. And, and, and you know, for, for example, I'll, I'll offer you a story from um, a uh, sh- shaman. I'll, I'll, I'll be brief, but it was very impactful when I heard him tell the story. And he was uh, a Mayan uh, sh- sh- shaman during the San- Sandinista Wars, and uh, he had to flee because they're killing all, all, all of the good people there. And, and so he, he was describing his clan and, and, and how, how his clan lived compared to what he sees here in America. And he said, in our culture, if someone's lying on the side of the road wailing and pulling out their hair, we sit down and want to know their story. Mm-hmm. And in America, you sit there and you judge him. And you make mm-hmm. up a story as to what his story is. And, and what, I, what we have learned in our culture, you know, he said, I, I, I was asked by the BBC to do this talk about depression in London. And there were six psychiatrists and me. And, and they were talking about the epidemic of depression. And, 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 and what I told them was this. He said, we don't have depression in our clan and the culture that I come from. Because when someone's upset, we all sit down and talk with them. And, and emotions need to have a home. And what I see is in your culture, you don't have a home for these emotions. And I believe that you are depressed, but it's because you don't create homes for your feelings. Raw, raw, raw. Let's put this in the introduction, too. Okay. That's and exactly what we need. In that introduction, his to... name is Mart- Martin Proctal. Um, I I listened to his uh, lecture that he gave over and over and over, and I I found that it just gives me goosebumps. And he would get more in detail about it. And see, every meditation I get about this beginning is they is they let me know that it, it that the primary piece needs to be this general connection because the whole book is about connecting the heart and the intellect in action. And all the examples that you give are eloquent examples of the intellect and the problems of how that goes along. But the modification of that is is action and emotion in our heart. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to add that piece on there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Good. Then then let's do that. And if you've got the energy to be able to do it this weekend, great. And if well, if you want to write these things down and bookmark them for when you come through and you get to this section like I'm at right now after after reviewing the whole book and see, seeing how it builds to this, it may be a more uh, productive thing for you to do it at that time. Just just putting that out there too. Could you state that again? I... I, I, I... Here, 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 here's where I was stuck, um, and, and, and then I was, I was trying to figure out fast, and then I realized I didn't put full in dedication into your words. Um, I was stuck with, that's a very powerful story. Do I credit Martine Proctel? Absolutely. Um, and uh, so I have to, you know, I, I have a tape of his where that comes from. Um, I, he may have written a book, so I may have to go buy his book or some, some, something. Um, no, just say that you heard it in a lecture. Yeah, I, I, I have, 
I have to find where that tape is because that's something from 20 years ago. Um, but I, I love that story. And so I'll, I'll try to find that and include that. So now could you repeat what you just said? Yes. What I just said was if you feel you have the energy this weekend to go through this beginning of the last chapter, then do so. However, I was going to make another suggestion, which was to bookmark this, you know, and I, I can put in there, Eric, I know you're going to revise this section heavily, refer to our conversation on the 13th of August, and remember, remember the story about the shaman. And then when you've gone through the book up to this level and you see how everything builds together and then we're landing in this place, you may have a different perspective going through it at that time than you do today. Right. So, well, at, at, so just check in and see where you're going to be most productive. Yeah, that's, that's all I'm saying. Hoping that I could get it done to, you know, I really am trying to get a lot done this weekend. Uh, what, uh, what, what, what did you think of the uh, four, uh, four, 40,000 neurons in the human heart? I just discovered that this week. Um, I think that's fascinating. I love the part about that um, serotonin, serotonin, however you say that word, mostly comes from the gut. Exactly. That's and, a huge piece. And then the part that, um, tell, tell me again the finding that you had. Well, that that it is, uh, I believe, universally recognized uh, that there are neurons, the same neurons that are in your brain, in your heart. Um, there is some debate um, uh, about what they all do um, because I, 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 it was interesting because, you know, some of the um, New Age people like us were expounding on the spiritual possibilities of that. And then I read this skeptic, a scientific skeptic type guy, and it was interesting hearing his perspective about the, how he thought the crazy airy fairs were out to lunch. Um, but then when, when, when he talked about what he believed what was happening, it, it actually also made sense and, and that it was all about communication and, and, and that the heart had to adjust to all of, the, all of these things and, the, and these neurons helped the heart adjust over and over and over to the re, re, reoccurring things. So I thought that this concept of communication and the fact that there's a, a debate because no one really knows about what this all could, could mean. We can put this as questions like we've done before. Um, uh, and, and include that in this whole beginning, you know, in that, if that makes sense. I like that very much because, you know, we, um, there's part of our civilization, part, part of the whole, whole thing with humanity is that we have made an assumption that everything comes from the brain. Right. And, and now that we're, we're expanding our our intellectual scientific discovery. We discover that oh my gosh, the thing that gives me the happy happy feelings actually comes from my lower intestine and my bowels. And I've got these other neurons that are exactly the same in my heart that are in my brain. Wow, you know it's a it's a macro micro thing. So macro is that all of humanity is connected and the micro is it's no different in our body, right? Exactly. Exactly. And so 
it, it, you know, I find that really fascinating because it, it opens up a whole other thing of we're not just looking at the brain. Right. Well, we're not just we, looking at the mind. We're not just looking at the soul, though the soul all, is very important. Yeah, all true and worthy of, of our effort. Um, yeah. So, uh, actually, I am really interested to, to work on this this uh, weekend, but I will uh, work on, uh, because I, 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 I'm just like you, I'm guessing, in that some respect, at some point you want Hansel and Gretel done so that chapter could be done, and you want to put something in the can and then move on to something else, you know, get that in the can. And uh... Yeah, well, there's very few places, you know, because the ones where I felt like, you know, I, I really I really did use my best intuition on things that I need to send you in the middle for you to, like, look at and approve or disprove, you know, if they were, if they were modifying the content quite a bit, you know? Right. So, you know, the Legend of Bagger Bates, Gritch, you know, that came in, you know, some other things like that. You know, they all feel very at home where they are right now. But mm-hmm. I needed to show that to you rather than you read it and then go all of a sudden, well, holy shit. You know, I don't remember writing anything about the Grinch. You know, what is this? Because it's going to, you know, it is, a, um, it's so much different because we're so used to seeing back and forth from one another who changed what and when, you know. And so you're looking at it as like all of a sudden you don't know whose who's stuff is, is whose, you know? <laughs> I'm and, very, very aware of this. And I knew this is what you were doing. And you and you told me that that you were. But, yeah, it, it's been, um, you know, uh, just an awakening for from my point of view. And um, it really does help to, you know, um, put the ego um, on a leash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, and it's, and it's a whole it's a whole interesting dynamic too because you put the ego on the leash, but yet at the same time, you know that you know that there's some things, and I know there's some things that you know we need to find this balancing act to come together because we're going to make something stronger in the long run. And and that's so true. And I've known that through our total collaboration. That's always what happens. Um, and um, mm-hmm. and and I know that. Isn't that fun? Well, I mean, yes, and, and, and it's the way it needs to be. And so even when I did the meditation the, the, this morning, and, and I'm kind of fried from what happened uh, yesterday, and, and then I read the thing about I- I- illusion, and I do and do my you know, little peek at it, at it in the evening, knowing that I'm not going to go into it in depth. And um, and then I go into my, oh, my God, now this, you know, and... and, and um, and then uh, I get the meditation this morning where they say, you know, actually there's some, you know, really, you know, thing, things here. And frankly, your emotional reaction is your ego right, right now. So why don't you put that at bay and, you know, and then, and then they go, go, go on about the little nu- nuances that I probably do need to take a look at. And, you know, mm-hmm. so it does help to have them guide me through this as well, too. Well, I'm really glad that, that you have that uh, ability. Yeah, because this is it's 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 not easy. You know, it's like you know we're not just creating a a, a book that's going to be full of of lovey dovey feel good stories. That it you know uh, it really doesn't matter. You know, the preciseness of what we're putting in here does matter. Really does matter. 
it matters to readers who will use this in their practice. Yeah. It matters that it's as pristine as possible. You know, you already see, you know, just looking at Hansel and Gretel, how Brothers Grimm no longer has sovereignty over their own story. That people are going to do things. We've seen that with the Bible over and over again. You know, all we can do is our due diligence to create this in such a way that it is as solid as possible. Yeah. Well taken, well said, and I do appreciate, you know, your wonderful talents as well too. Um and and you're willing to negotiate as well. Yeah, yeah, we do this well together. Yeah, and and that's uh you you're useful. I I um I remember when I was a, a younger pro professional and I'd be doing co therapy with women and um uh sometimes uh some women would get annoyed with me because I would uh dominate. Mhm. And um and then I would practice at not doing that. And but then what what I began to recognize is I would be with some women that were really competent and they were intuitive and they you know jumped in at a good time and what they said was pretty cool or or at times I didn't understand but then I I recognized what they were doing and I thought oh I hadn't thought thought thought, thought of that and that's a really wonderful idea. And and I found myself being very easy and uh, open to just sort of not talk and just take turns. And sometimes I wouldn't talk for half an hour because they were just on it perfectly. And I was totally content because I, I was afraid, and I would have been accused earlier that I'm a narcissist on that one. And <laughs> Yeah. And what I began to recognize, it was directly proportionate to what was best for the client. And if I saw that I, my partner was missing the point or circling to a point that really wasn't very useful and we hadn't completed the most important crucial point, I would jump in on behalf of the client, not because I needed to dominate or them or the client. It, it was the idea was so important. And and the thing I've had to recognize, and I had to kind of work with my kind of peers, you know, um, mm-hmm. because working with some so someone who is into my ego's real fragile and you have to take care of me while you're supposed to be taking care of those other clients. That what was happening before actually. Right. Um, and uh so that's my way to compliment you and that you're right there and you think of some really cool ideas that I miss and then you point out my mistakes and uh I try to own them too. <laughs> <laughs> well and and right back at it me because you know it's so it's so interesting, you know, you talk about the whole uh, mirroring aspect, and when I get to this point, you know, it's it's one level to go through and say, okay, you need to do this or add this, or you know, let's let's go into more detail here, or wait a minute, you know, we've gone we've gone off the mark here. You know, it's one thing to do that and be able to to identify it, but it's another thing to be able to execute it and toss it back at you and have you give that back to me. Right. Right. It, you know, both coming from our adult. Yeah, it's pretty interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it is, and it's, it works well. So, I, I I recognize that that some of the um, ideas here will keep in this intro uh, 
chat, chat, chat chapter, and then the Martin Practel. You know, there's nothing written about that. I think he may have written a book. I'll, I'll try to see if 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 I can find it. Um, it's Martin M A R T I N. What's the last name? Practel. Um, there, uh, I think it's uh, P R A C T E L with a um, uh, accent on there. Okay. Something. Martin Proctel, he is a shaman. I think when when he was given a lecture, he was in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And and in the nineties, he 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 was very active in the men's movement, um, mm-hmm. teaching men. Yeah, he's got he's got a ton of of links here. Um, there's a Wikipedia thing about him, uh, author, musician painter and educator. It's got a lot of works. Um, Secrets of the Talking Jaguar, 1999, yeah, uh, yeah. appears to be his earliest work. That's him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, here's his official site. Um, flower, floweringmountain.com. So, so what it, what was this saying? Our emotions need to have a home, right? That that um, you know that that that, that whole con- concept that um, in the Western c- culture we 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 mentally judge and distance basically, and that basically in his clan he would they would sit and sometimes for hours and. Um, and and then he, he was even eloquent about you know like you know with, with you guys with alcohol you you basically pronounce them as alcoholic and they're therefore they're a lower class person. We we would sit with them with their alcohol and talk with them for hours to find out what their story is. We'd always want to know what their story is, you know. And in mm-hmm. essence, walk in their moccasins for a while, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it 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 just sort of brings. Um, Tears, you know, in terms of the uh, passion, and 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 I believe, you know, that that is the ancient uh, style, um, and that it had heart, and it didn't only have intellect, and because the intellect then can judge it and then somehow distance from it, mm-hmm. um, as so I'll crawl into your pain with you, and uh, understand it, and then you aren't alone, and then we'll walk out together. Right. Right. Interesting. Super, super interesting. Well, um, good luck finding that, but I think that you'd be better off just referring to him and saying that you heard him at a workshop in the 80s. Did you say it was the 80s or 90s? No, I, somebody gave me a tape um, mm-hmm. lecture. I, I listened to a tape lecture. Um, okay. Well, just say it that way, and then you don't have to prove its existence because I bet the tape um, let me see if I can Martin so lectures it's interesting he's got blonde hair I never would have guessed that yeah, I know he doesn't look like a shaman does he well he, he, he may have been a white kid living there <laughs> maybe so 
There's grief and praise, vengeful and grief and praise, the indigenous soul in the yeah. syndrome of war. For him talking about grief and praise too, that, that that's a really wonderful concept too. He has. Yeah, um, there's a whole bunch of. Um, yeah, there's a whole bunch of YouTube videos where you can listen to him. So maybe you'll find it. I don't know. Got it. Um, I I got my work cut out. Okay. Okay. Um, and you could say I'm surprised to see he has blonde hair. <laughs> you could even say that. Yeah. Well, because I, then like, it, it, what, I had this vision in my head of this of this little guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had vision in my head of Dom Miguel Ruiz, short short Mexican dude, you know? Sure. A little extra round. And to see a Caucasian, blonde, hippie-looking dude yeah. transforms my instant vision of him. And that will happen with your peers as well. Yeah. All right. Lots of assignments. Um. Yeah, all is well. Yeah. All is well. Okay. Well, I'm going into I'm going into love. I've just I I did yesterday my editing of that material, getting ready to go into it, and then I was like, okay, there's very little on love with Dorothy in the book and then I look at what you've written about love with Dorothy and I'm like, well, damn, you know, it's really good. But how do I, how do I bring in the other things that we go through in the love section? So that's where I'm at on that one. Um, so if I can get through that one, then empathy should be a piece of cake because it usually is by the time I get to the empathy piece, you know? Good. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, and gosh, you know, if I could make it through love and empathy and, wow, that would be really good. Yeah, you're you're really incorruptible, and then it's just to wrap it up, and then that's the tree. I know, I know, I know. So, anyway, did you watch the Giving Tree video I sent you? I, I think so. I... Mm-hmm. If I have to think, I, obviously it has a huge impact, but I thought I had it though. But I okay, well, I'm going to send you. The, I'm going to send you the Giving Tree video song that someone yeah, wrote yeah. after reading that book. Actually, yeah, it's, it's basically a poem, right? Well, I'm going to send you the Giving Tree song, uh, story, and song. Yeah, and I, I, when you get a chance to take 15 minutes, because you'll, it'll really, it'll really do something to you. Okay. I think I actually have, but do it again, and that's fine. Okay, cool. All right. Well, I will talk to you later. You have a great day. You as well. Thank you again. Okay, bye.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.